In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Hey guys, have you allowed your career path to define who you are or have you allowed who you are to define your career path? Today we're gonna to interview a guy who spent his first 30 years in the lumber industry and then followed his passion to become an entrepreneur. So stay tuned. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, did you know that last year our content reached over 7 million people in over 168 nations? You know, hey, big numbers are fun, but listen to this powerful comment we received from Matt who wrote this. Simply, you guys changed my life. Hey, praise God for that. Remember, every one of those 7 million people represents a soul and a person God deeply loves. And this month, you can help us reach people like Matt by partnering with our message to help men become their best version. When a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey guys, I'm super excited to bring my friend on today, man. This guy, uh, I was just watching his videos this morning, trying to learn more about bear hunting because I got a bear hunt in about three weeks here. And this is my friend, Trent Fisher. He lives in the on the Oregon coast near, near Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Point. Myrtle, Myrtle Point. Point. Close <laughs> wrong though. beach. Close Myrtle though. Point, Coos uh, Bay area. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. you'd be with like a steroided out with a muscle shirt. Anyway, ben, <laughs> he's been married to his beautiful wife, Kendra, for 20 years. And he's a social media business owner and entrepreneur. He owns a company. And man, if you guys know these guys, you will love these guys called Born and Raised Outdoors, a.k.a. Bro. Uh, he's got a wild game company as well. He loves the outdoors, loves empowering people to get outside their boxes, try something that might make them feel uncomfortable. You are going to love this guy's heart. I mean, I just, this guy here is the real deal. I'm super excited to get my buddy on Trent Fisher. Trent, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing great. I really appreciate it. I do. Jim, it's just, uh, yeah, since we met a long time ago, it's been it's been cool to uh, to be your friend, man. Well, and the cool part is we met about I don't know five years ago, and you were just starting. Like you were yeah. just going full time with Born and Raised. You had just launched, I think, Land of the Free 1.0. Yeah, and I we think were so. yeah, 
think so. You've yeah, exploded, that was a, man. That was a transitional moment in in the life, right? That was a, yeah, scary. You just look at your wife in the eyes and say, "Honey, we're gonna quit our job we've been doing for eighteen years and go to YouTube." <laughs> Dude, well, seriously, and and you live in a place where I don't know if half those people know YouTube. You live in Loggerland, man. You're like a, you're you. In fact, you were a timber guy, weren't you? Tell us about what you did before, bro. So, yeah. So I grew up all my life, uh, my whole family, actually, my dad cut trees all his life. And, and so I kind of, I kind of went into that right out of high school. I did firefighting for a while and a fire science degree and everything. And it just didn't turn out to be something I wanted. It just, it was, it was fun and I loved helping people, but it was kind of a political ladder that you Mm -hmm. had to climb Mm -hmm. and, you know, get to the next step of that. And it was like, ah, and you know how life catches you, you know, and (laughs) the kids start to come and then it's like, okay, we got to make some serious coin here. We can't play around. And, And so the timber industry is automatic what I fell back into and, and, um, Anyway, so I cut I cut trees for 18 years. I was my um, had my own business and everything, uh, you know, and had a couple employees at the, you know, in you know at different times through that and stuff and and um, yeah, but always hunting was always a passion of mine the whole time. So it was one of those things. Go ahead, you got a question? I had. Well, you just so so you were actually cutting the trees down, like you were the guy falling falling the trees. Yeah. So we were the first ones into the unit. So uh, they lay out units of that you that um, sure people, have, if they haven't seen it in real life on television or something, and you start at the bottom of this unit, the steep hill, and you start cutting the trees down and bucking them into links for lumber for making houses, uh, chips, uh, paper, etc. Mm-hmm. you know. And so that was, we were the first ones to show up. That was the old motto. We're the first ones to show up and the last ones to get paid. So, well, so now from what I understand, what you did is in the timber, the lumber industry, that is maybe the toughest job of all of them. Cause you're out there. You're the earliest guys in, you would get up in the morning. I'm guessing two in the morning, two 30 is pretty normal. Depending on the drive, we just be there at daylight. So we would, and I don't know if this is a, it's, it's kind of weird because it's like an unwritten thing, right? There's so many hours in the day. Why can't you work? You know, you could work from noon till we only work six hours a day just because it is so strenuous. Yeah. So normal timber fallers, it was just a six hour day. And by then you're exhausted, you know, and ready to go home. But uh, yeah, I always ask that afterwards. I'm like, why do we, why, you know, dad, why do we start at daylight every day? And he says, that's just kind of what we do that's what we do so it's like okay so and uh yeah start at daylight and get your six hours in and you know you're home middle of the day it was a lot of times i was home you know in time to pick up the kids from school and stuff like that so that was kind of nice as far as hours wise but it was it's it's hard on your body um yeah broke my shoulder broke my collarbone i broke my shoulder blade uh broke my nose broke you know there's different different things to it's just a really dangerous profession and um yeah, it was, but but man, it was. I really enjoyed it. The solitude of just being out in the woods. I look back at it now with what I'm doing, you know, and I just kind of go, "Wow, that was." It would be so nice to just go pick up the saw and just be your own. You know, what happens is all on you, right? Yeah. Well, so, so I I know guys that own companies here, and their death is very common. And so you've had mm-hmm. broken bones. And and here's the other thing people don't realize. Where you're cutting timber, you're on the Oregon coast, so you're cutting timber in the rain. 
I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like you're on this uh, flat slope and you're on the steep. The, the The Oregon coast is very steep and rugged and wet. Yes, it is not a, a reason. It is that, not an easy life. There's a reason that trees grow so well, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, how old are you, Trent? I'm 42 now. So 42, and congratulations on 20 years, man. That's super cool. And so, I appreciate that. so at what point? So, bro. You've got born and raised videos. Guys, listen, if you love to hunt, these guys, let me tell you something about, Trent will never tell you this, but these guys hunt public land, do it yourself, over the counter, and and honestly, they've they've mastered it. So everything they do is, is I think everything you do is public land, over the counter, do it yourself. Mostly, you say okay. public land, public access. Yeah, well, when, so, I, when I talk about timber lands, I'm thinking that's, yes, I call yeah. that, in Oregon, I would call that public land, although they're making you right. pay now and do different things. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, but you guys are are really offer great resources. And you're what what resonated with me, Trent, is I'm watching you guys kill animals because you love to hunt and you love to be with your guys. And having this massive rack is is great, but you don't go for that. In fact, I watched you on on YouTube kill your first ever six point bull in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, and that was just because that's the one that came in, right? Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't because I was trophy hunting or, uh, you know, I guess trophy hunting is a term that gets thrown around loosely, but yeah, it's no, we we're very opportunistic. Um, and, and to harvest a, you know, a Roosevelt elk is not an easy task. I don't care if it's a bull, a cow, a whatever it may be. It's, it's not super easy. And that was our goal when we started, we just wanted to we all had jobs. There was uh, five of us at the time, and we all had jobs. And regular, you know, it wasn't like we just jumped into this and said, hey, we're going to just make a living off of hunting. That didn't happen until years and years and years later. But um, we can had jobs, that and we were just like, Tread, let's can, see if we can't film. Can you What's repeat that, that part where you started with five of you? Because your 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 uh, internet is glitching oh, a little out? bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you could just go back to where we started with five guys. Okay. Yeah. So we had five guys and it was just one of those things where it was like, we wanted to, to not a lot of people had filmed Roosevelt elk hunting successfully. So it was like, let's try this thing. And we learned how hard it actually was. Yeah. We got uh, that very first year, we made our DVD out of it and we hunted all season long and didn't shoot anything. And we're talking a month, a whole month of September and that was after work every day. We hunted every day after work and then every weekend. And then the last three days, we killed four elk in three in three days. And Holy we all, cow. Yeah. And we, and, it, and we tagged out. We all killed elk on those last few days. So we called the DVD tagged out. And that was just some old school stuff. I've now. seen those. Yeah. yeah, yeah the old predator yeah. camo. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Your face paint has to match. Everything's got to match all the way down. You know, just, I mean, it, it, half of it was how you looked. It didn't matter if you hunted right or not, you know. Uh, was, well, I'll tell you what, I've fun. just started hunting Roosevelt's with the boys. And uh, so it's brutal. I mean, Darby called my middle son, killed a bull into 16 yards and the guy missed it by two feet. And oh, they ended up, wow. did, they ended up killing a bull. And then James and I had one at 40 looking straight at us. But it didn't work out for us. But we just offered. But I mean, and the, and with the tag system in Oregon now, the way they're doing it, it's just it's changing the coast a little bit. And with you it guys, is. you're in three point or better land, and you've got a million guys out there. It looks like it uh, is. Yeah, there's a lot of people. So yeah. so so you started doing. What year did you do your first DVD tagged out? So that was 2007. Oh gosh. Yeah. 
So you've been making videos since 07 while you all worked full time and your brother's a dentist. Correct. And Cody, what does Cody do? Cody, uh, he's full time. He's full time, born and raised outdoors. Just me and him are full time, born and raised outdoors. What was he doing back then? He was actually working, building boats at North River Boats. Oh, I remember that. And then what about Steve? What was he doing? Steve's been a plumber the whole time. Steve's always, uh, he's still a plumber to this day, uh, has a very, very successful business doing that. So you guys are out there in 07 hunting because you love it. You're making videos. At, at what point, and it wasn't too long ago, at what point did you say, you know what? We're going to, you know, co- you know, you and Cody, the guys don't know this. Cody, you and Cody are married to twin sisters. Correct. correct. So you yeah. and Cody have the connection there. At what point did you guys decide, you know, cause this is 07. So we're talking down the road, maybe 10 years later, you decide let's go full time. Tell us that story. Yeah. That was even later than that. that oh, wow. This was only about, yeah, about four and a half, five years ago. We, um, we decided let's just try this. It was, uh, what was it? 2019, something like that. Yeah. Man, the time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. It must've <laughs> so, been. That's when you were on my podcast last. Yeah, wow. it was a while. So, and then we just decided, hey, let's go. There's this uh, a big trade association. It's called the Archer ATA, the Archer Trade Association, and uh, it's in um, it's usually in Louisville, and this year it was in Minneapolis or something like that. And so we we went to that, and that was like, okay, we got to get sponsors, right? That's the goal. We need to pay for this. We've got this idea, and our idea was, let's do this whole thing. We'll call it Land of the Free. Mm-hmm. Anybody that, you know, kind of the anybody can do this kind of thing. We're going to go, and we're going to hunt five states in 50 days, 10 days per state, the whole month of September and the first week of October, and see how this thing rolls. And so we go to the Archery Trade Association. We set up all these meetings with Hoyt, with um, with uh, First Light, with all these big, big, big sponsors. Right? We go into the <laughs> go into the meeting, and it was pretty. Uh, it was a God's blessing because not one, not one outfit, not one sponsor said no. Oh, Every whoa. single one of them said yes. Yeah, it was crazy. Really, really crazy. <laughs> Well, and that and that land of the free, you guys did pretty good. That I mean, Oregon, you killed like five bulls just in Oregon, I think. We did, yeah, we did. I think that year we, I think we shot 12, 12 or thirteen elk that year. It was uh, one of our best years we've ever had, honestly, other than this last year. But it, it was just unbelievable as far as the support that we had to go into that, and then and, and just you know. Uh, right then so like we're planning you know how it all goes you plan it out you're trying to get all the logistics for because we were meeting companies that was our whole thing in this is to collaborate with other companies in each state so everything had to be all logistically planned out you got to a state and all that other company was there whether it been phelps game calls or um exo mountain packs we had them on one hunt and then uh, all five different states we had a different influencer that that was our goal is to just use their kind of the the following they already had and then collab off of them to build our to build our uh followers right out of the gate and it was Year one was uh, amazing. It was God's blessing to anybody. It was amazing. Well, I remember amazing. talking to you in 19. And I said, how are you going to make your money? And you said, we're going to sell shirts and hats. And I went, oh, you poor guy. But you, you, guys guy. Have, you guys have done it. We've actually went down to your factory and we've met with your people down there. And it's just yep. really, it's really cool to see what God is doing to, to bless you guys. Tell us just, and I, I know you would never do this because I know your personality you're, you're a humble guy and you're a giver, but tell us about your following right now. I know YouTube because I was on YouTube this morning uh, for oh, my cool. own personal selfishness, learning how to shoot bears, but you have 225,000 
like engaged oh. followers. They're just not average. They're just engaged followers on on YouTube. What about your rest of your following? How big is your following right now? I have no clue. I mean, <laughs> you're asking me. Yeah. You're asking me questions. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have a whole team that are just amazing, amazing people uh, that we have that uh, you know kind of manage that side and everything. I do the content. I do uh, over at the warehouse, uh, like you're saying, where you're getting your shirts and stuff done. Uh, I do that side of things, and uh, I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of uh, Instagram and Facebook and all of it. It's a huge. I mean, it takes a village, right, to, yeah, oh, to yeah. do this whole thing and it's crazy but i the one thing i will say that i do know for a fact is is uh looking at some of the other the other channels uh hunting channels maybe and and just other channels on youtube that it's our following is unbelievably positive yeah unbelievable positive it's it's amazing how there's it's a swamp out there man i'm not kidding you there can you can get into some real stuff on youtube and and in these forums and stuff and it has been we've been super blessed with the positive the positivity around this has been pretty awesome well i'll just speak personally you know i'm a i'm a 57 year old guy so your your guys the guys that are you know you guys are young 40 guys you know and then your kids are now involved in it but what really drew me to you guys was first of all you're hunting what I would call public land, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I know timber companies, part of that, but in Oregon, that's kind of a public land thing. And yeah. then, um, and then you guys have a brotherhood. I- I've noticed a lot of guys and they hunt together. It's a competition. And if you kill a bigger buck, I'm going to have a tantrum. I just love the fact that you guys celebrate together. And so, so when you think of born and raised outdoors and your acrostic is bro, it, it really, that, that acrostic is way beyond uh, born and raised outdoors, right? You want to talk about that? It is, man. It's, it, it is when it, it, it all, you know, even like you mentioned, like when we just first started, you know, it was a, a hope and a prayer as far as Trevor took a school loan out to buy our first camera. So yeah. he kind of indulged on his loan so we could afford our first camera that we bought. And uh, it's, but that just shows those like, you know, we're all in all for one kind of a thing. And, and it's, it's been that way. And, we would rather i honestly i've put my bow down and a gun i didn't hunt for two years uh this last two years yep i noticed um i i just i I just i enjoy people and taking people and and seeing people's reactions and and doing that so much that i'm just like it's it, it fulfills me enough to where i don't have to it's not about taking a life or anything it's about being out there in the outdoors and and that's that's to me is the best thing but after a while you run out of meat that way (laughs) (laughs) well i i watched uh, i think it was land of the free 5.0 the one that's this year 4.0 yeah yeah but and you killed a bull and yeah. I remember you made a comment. This is the first thing I've killed in almost three years. I thought, what? Yeah. So, yeah. But that speaks no, that selflessness. While, after a while, Mama says, uh, we need some food. <laughs> get back, get oh, back on that horse. I so. hear you. Well, you know, so I've got a guy that ran into you in uh, Spokane, Washington, and he was oh, cool. really impressed. And he's starting, kind of starting a thing. And then we've got another mutual friend in Coos Bay who's kind of starting a thing. And there's a lot of guys out there that are starting their own YouTube channels. And there's a, there's a, the phrase, there's a phrase being used today that we didn't use a lot when I was growing up. And it's this word entrepreneur. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of guys, and we have our world's become very small with uh, digital marketing and, and with the social media platforms, 
What would you say to a so what would you say to a young guy who's wanting to become an entrepreneur? What 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 are some tips that you would give him from the kind of the blood and guts of what you've learned? Um, I can't even spell entrepreneur, so I don't <laughs> Well, I can't either. I think there's an E before a U. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I before E or something yeah. like that. Um, no. Um, so I've had the, I, I, it's been so awesome and uh, that I've, I can actually, I have a couple different people, about three different groups now that I, I mentor is a super strong word, but, you know, kind of help out and, and, you know, talk to, and we have a meeting once every quarter or so. And, and, and anyway, it's, it's just super fun. A lot of them are military based uh, uh-huh. guys that are wanting to get into doing something, but I, I just, Jim, I'll be totally honest with you, man. It is hard. I mean, to get started now in it, you have to, I've always said this too, as far as in the YouTube space, if you have something that somebody likes, I don't care if you are, if you like to crochet or knit stuff or whatever it may be, if you do that every day and you post a video about it every day, every day, and people can see that live, you, I guarantee you, you will become rich from it. <laughs> By that, I mean, either you will be fulfilled, you know, uh, yourself, or it will be a financial thing for you. If you stick to it, but it's so hard to tell kids these days and, and people to just be like, no, just stick with it. Just keep posting, keep posting, keep posting. And you've seen it too, Jim, I'm sure as far as what you're doing as well, it's just like, man, where is the traction? When is this going to actually pay off? Right? Well, I'll tell you what, for us, bro. I mean, I see your wife back there working and, uh, <laughs> you know, our wives are champions. The wife is the cha- unspoke unseen hero of the entrepreneur because, when we launched our ministry, uh, you know, a month later, we got the white letters coming in the mail and then the yellow letters and then the pink letters and then the phone calls and our house is going into foreclosure. And, you know, yeah. people think, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to call myself an entrepreneur and be rich. And it's it's blood and guts and marriages suffer and things suffer. And if if these guys aren't willing to go all in. But see, here's the thing about what you guys did that I thought was really smart. And I think you can really speak to this. You started videoing in 07. But you weren't all in till twenty or till nineteen or twenty. So so talk about that. There, I think there's a and then and then um yeah uh, uh what's his name the money guy a uh, financial peace university Dave Ramsey oh, wrote Dave, Ramsey. A book, Dave, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey wrote a book called Entre Leadership and he talks about this transition from your day job into your entrepreneur uh create creation. So talk yeah. to us about that that process. What would you say to these entrepreneur guys that are wanting to transition, but they've got a day job? They work at a post office, or they uh, pump gas, or or they are in the construction industry. W- what would you say to them about when to, when to move beyond the day job and into that full time mode? So it's very difficult as far as advice wise. Um, but what like what we did. Uh, that we were we were blessed and we had kind of a leg up is all those years we hunted right yeah and so what what happened was we just stockpiled film we put them on dvds but a dvd you have to give that to the store they have to buy it they have to wholesale it all this when you go social media and you go youtube wise it's for the world to see yeah so 
what I did right off the bat is cut up every single hunt and in the DVDs and then put them on YouTube. And so we kind of have a library when we went into it. So yeah. it wasn't just like these guys are new to the scene. You know, it wasn't like that at all. We had, we had a little bit of a library already built up to where, who are these guys? Oh my goodness. They have, you know, already 50 videos or whatever, you know? And so that helped a lot to just try to, because just coming on the scene now and just trying to, I think we we use the term loosely, but you know sometimes it takes a quote unquote viral video, right? Yeah. To really get that exposure to be like, okay, wow, this is there's eyeballs on what I'm doing mm-hmm. now. Hopefully, they go to the source and and keep on viewing the content. But it's just it's a tough deal, man. It's a a lot of the people that I'm talking to now. I think when we started, I would say Jim like it was YouTube was the hunting space was pretty new to YouTube and uh, it was, you know, you go to the sponsors and they're looking at you like, okay, YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We want to do television. You know, we're still wanting to run television yeah. stuff. And it's like, you know, well, we got these things on the outdoor channel and we did that. We had a, a, a channel. We actually had our show on the sportsman's channel and it just, it was, it did not pay off. It cost us a boatload of money and it didn't pay for us at all. <laughs> yeah. So then we went to YouTube and, um, and then, you know, it was just like a new thing at the time. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of getting that traction and getting that going, uh, was a big jump start for us. It, it really was like I starting out right now with no content, trying to just be, you know, Oh, man, it would be tough. It would be really tough. Well, and I think this is part of the this younger generation. You know, you're you would be. Are you a millennial? Would you put yourself in that group? No, you're, yeah, you're, easy, you're, buddy. Easy. You're, you're, easy. A bu- you're in the buster. You're in my generation. Okay, I I'm just by a year. No, I'm not. Oh, you're funny. I miss the boomers by year. I'm like, yes, I'm not a boomer. Yes. But we're all like yeah. that, right? But but what I'm saying is, as the generations come through, they're bringing different things. And with this younger generation, we have the millennials and the Gen Zers. You know, I think the mistake they make is they want it and they want it now. And what you're saying is there was a grind of seven, six or seven years, no, 10 to 12 years where you're just grinding and you're uh, to, to, to put it into modern terms, you're creating content without a lot of payoff back. Right. There, there is a transition, a 27 or 28 year old guy can't just jump right into this. There is a transition. There is a, 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 an element of, of building content and you made a comment to me when I was visiting you guys about a year, year and a half ago. You might, you probably don't remember this, Trent, but it impacted me. You said, "Here's what I, here's what I tell people: give, 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 ask." Can you talk to us mm-hmm. about this giving mentality and how that's positively affected you as an entrepreneur? It's been, it's been huge staple in, in our life and kind of in our business model. Honestly, it's just, it's, it's that whole thing of uh, just, you know if you give enough, like all our content's free, everything is free and we try to break down our mistakes. That's the biggest thing is admitting when you do something wrong and learning from it, obviously, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then showing it to the world and being like, this is what I think went wrong in this last scenario or this last hunt or in my life yeah. on this deal. And then admitting it going forward. And then, you know, people get value by that. People, yes. people love, I think, like to see people vulnerable. Right. And then, and then, you know, that, the, the 
the benefit to the whole thing at the end is just, okay, guys, I gave all this stuff and hopefully knowledge and hopefully it helped you out, you know, and, and breaking down those barriers for you. And then you ask them to, you know, support me by buying a shirt or a hat or uh, some calls or whatever it may be. So that, that, that's been our kind of a motto and, and it's really, it's worked for us pretty well. Well, when we went down and visited you, you gave me this hat. It's my favorite hat. And so uh, you're a great giver. In fact, you actually came on the show, and you actually want to give again. Tell us about what you want to give our guys. One yeah, of our one yeah, of our let's guys. Do it. We're not going to give it to all of our guys. Tell us what you want to give say. to our guys, and I'll tell our guys how they can get it. I thought your audience was bigger than that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, just me and my no. kids, man. <laughs> They're going to make out like bandits. Oh there, yeah, it's so. going to be a good Easter. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It will be. So um, no, let's give away two uh, cat road shuffles. We call them. So it'll be elk hunting. Uh, everything you need from a bugle tube to all the reeds to uh, external cow call, all that stuff. Let's uh, let's give that uh, give a couple of those away. Hey, dude, I didn't know you were doing two, man. Okay, so two. Wow. See, again, you, now I will say this, Trent. I am a blue reed guy. Okay. I'm the blue <laughs> reed guy. So I'm in love with the blue reed. I'm not a yellow or a black reed guy. I'm a blue reed guy. So if you guys uh, go to meninthearena.org slash bro, you can enter our contest to win. And once that podcast goes live, after once our podcast goes live, this will be up and going. And uh, we'll let you guys know. You'll be able to see it right there on the page. It'll be super easy. So, Trent, thanks so much, buddy. I mean, I'm looking at a hat press that we have from you guys. I yeah. mean, I mean, we collaborate a lot. You're you're the guy that makes your shirts, makes my shirts. I mean, there's a lot of collaboration. It all just comes back from you. Uh, give, give, give. So when I when it's time for me to buy a, a bugle tube, oh, this actually happened about a year ago. I'm like, I'm going to born and raised. I just am going cool. to born and raised because and now you, okay, I'm going to stop here. Now you're doing something pretty cool because you hired one of the best duck callers in the world. Yeah, and you started. I found it's it's you a start, lot easier that way. Yeah, no, but you you've <laughs> or you actually started a duck and goose call company. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? It's all part of our uh, born and raised uh, Calco, so it, it's just a it's just a you know a side version. We just did duck and and, and we have the elk side, and then now the duck and the goose side. And you know more about waterfowl than I'll ever yeah. even. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a huge waterfowl guy. I go out and I do it with the guys, but the guys that uh, Eric Strand and Cody Kellum, they're uh, the hardcore man. Those yeah. guys. Yeah, I went out with them three days or four days this year. I went over to Baker City and did some different things. Yeah, every day we crushed. Uh, we shot limits every single day. It was oh, crazy. Well, yeah. it's just really cool. And and the calls that Eric is putting out through your company, they're just top-notch yeah. calls. And I think you guys are doing acrylics, right? Acrylics? Mostly acrylics? All we have cocabola we have acrylics we have wooden i don't we got we, there's a bunch of them as far as yeah there's a lot of different uh different kinds and colors that's the whole thing about duck calls that you notice they're the most beautiful things i mean yeah. some of them are ivory and orange and these pearl looks and everything and stuff and in the elk woods they're just kind of blase you know orange or yellow no you know, i hear blue. you no i i really hear you. so you know i'm talking about I, you know i've seen you guys I'm trying to help these younger guys that are being on want to be entrepreneurs. So sure. you're a guy who uh, was born and raised in the outdoors, obviously, but you were born and raised in timber country. You're actually a, a guy that was hired to cut timber down. So you're out there chopping down trees. I always tell young guys, build your career on who you are, 
not the other way around. A lot of times guys go into a career because it's what they have to do. And so you got to a point where you, you it seems to me like you got to a point where you said, I, I'm cutting timber. It's bringing in the dollars. It's supporting the family. But who I am is this this other thing. This is what I'm deeply passionate about. Can you speak to these younger guys about building their life around a passion versus instead of uh, something that they feel like they have to do? Yeah, that's the question I probably get more than almost anything. It's it's number one is what broadhead do you use? But oh. <laughs> the other the other one is was turning your passion into your living. Yes, is what is that? And I get that all the time. And it's like, you know, I don't think of it as that when it turns into a job or when it turns into something that's really really you know uh, painstaking and you don't want to. You're obviously doing it wrong, or you're you need to you need to move you need Agreed. to figure something out and and i won't say that hasn't been the case a couple different times where it's like oh man this is kind of getting monotonous how can i switch this thing up in order to get back to where it's uh you know something that i'm really passionate about and i i, I think it's just in business right um you, you, there's different facets there's different like like i like i said first i run you know like the warehouse side of things i love people i love yeah going over and interacting with people so okay that's something i want to do did i ever think that i was going to do that when i started filming hunting no i didn't and so it, it's just one of those things where i think i've just kind of morphed around kind of back and forth of and molded into okay what suits me and what do i really have passion for and when you get into so many facets like we do with the call company and all the uh everything that we have going on the content everything there's there's room for places for you know for you to to slide this way or that to actually be more happy i would say in certain things like i yeah, putting together a website, probably not the guy. <laughs> probably not the guy to do that. Oh, you preach know, it, brother. Stuff like that. <laughs> preach it, brother. Well, you, you know, know. It, but you, there's a, you went through a period of time where you paid your dues. In fact, probably the first yeah. couple decades of your life, you're paying. This is important to hear, guys. Paying your dues. And then, and then as you're paying your dues, I think part of understanding your passion is when you're paying your dues, you do learn what you hate and what you're yeah. not good at, right? And then you yes. find this passion. Uh, the one thing that we haven't talked about, we've we've kind of went around the bush here, but I want to talk to you about this. Cause I think this for me personally, because I'm your friend, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, one of your followers. So I'm, I'm a guy who's following you guys. Right. So, so for a guy who follows you, I I'm, there's a lot of hunting guys out there. In fact, I get a couple magazine subscriptions and if I, I'm so sick and tired of old, rich, fat guys killing giant animals cause they paid $20,000 for covers tag. <laughs> I, I'm like, where is the DIY guys? And so when yeah. I saw your guys, you did the DIY, you did archery, you do archery and rifle, but archery, Roosevelt elk. I've never killed a Roosevelt elk. So I'm like, okay, Roosevelt elk, archery, public land. And then you had a brotherhood and the brotherhood that I'm trying to create is with my children, right? I'm trying Sweet. to create as they are adults and uh, I'm trying to draw them in as adults. So you you really did something. I don't even know. You've got to know you did this. You have a real cool niche. It's <laughs> right, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally. Yeah, I tell that to the guys sitting in my driveway when I leave to go hunting in the morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, you've got a cool niche, man. I mean, so talk to these guys about these guys that want to be entrepreneurs. Earlier, you said if it's yarn, if it's knitting, post something about knitting every day. So talk to these guys about finding the niche. 
Yeah. I won't say the word niche. It sounds too French. So it does sound <laughs> French, um, man. It, and it could be in anything. It doesn't have to be YouTube. It doesn't have to be. I think. I think happiness in life is 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 changing all the time. You know. I, I think I, I would hope even for you like you know yeah with uh being a pastor and 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 the different ways that you influence people and the different ways that you go about it it's um man happiness is tough it's sometimes tough especially with uh the way things are and, and family and all those things and you have to be a provider and you have to you know you have kids mm -hmm. or i have kids mm -hmm. now and teenage kids and that develops different as far as okay the needs for them develop different than when they're when they're young and it just it's always morphing and always changing and keeping up with that is is an ever-changing thing i would say and um man as far as to answer what is that secret or secret to happiness? I, you know, man, it, it's, it's difficult. It's everybody's different. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm changing all the time. I've noticed lately too, as far as just like, I'm slowing down as far as I used to be the, and I'm not talking physically. Well, I am talking physically, probably, <laughs> but I'm just talking, I think about things more. I, you yeah. know, I'm not so quick to respond anymore. And I, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, wow, I wouldn't, you know, years past, I would have just been like, oh yeah, this, that, and the other. And now I'm, I'm really like, I'm trying to go from, you know, try to become wiser about that. Well, you know, it's but, interesting because I've got a guy <clears throat> who is a division one college football player. He won what was the equivalent to the Heisman Trophy for S FSM, FSS. So he was at Eastern Washington University. He's just a phenomenal human being, and he's he wants to start a – he's in the construction business industry right now, but he wants to start a hunting organization and filming his hunts. And so I I, <clears throat> I put him in, in touch with Cody Bales, who's a mutual friend, because just have them collaborate. Absolutely. But, but when he shared his logo and the name of his company with me, I asked him this question. I said, what are you going to do that's different than born and raised, Hushin, Eastman's, you know, down the road, right? What are you going to do to create a following that's completely unique to your niche? What would you, how would you answer, how, what would you say, how would you answer that? Or what would you say to that guy? How, how does yeah. this guy figure out the niche part of it? And and you mentioned it before. We got pretty fortunate where you know we the niche was it hadn't been you know the Roosevelt hunting side of things, and so that was kind of our niche, okay. right? And, and so we kind of fell into that. Um, but that is a, that it's a great question as well. It's just like what are you doing different than uh, every single person out there? The first thing I tell everybody is you know there is a passion there is a dream you have this whole thing and you're you're fire ready to go do it mm -hmm. but write that down and write down why you know what are your pillars and mm. so and and everybody steps back like well no Trent I want to go film I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm kick butt at filming I'm gonna the Trent you don't even know okay I can and I'd say okay yeah but what are your pillars what do you want to do so our pillars are as <clears throat> to educate entertain and inspire people so if we make a if we make in a video that holds one of those pillars in it, that's a video we're going to post. But if it's just something out there willy nilly, and we've had it before, to where it's like it doesn't hit any of those. What do we do here? We just scrap it and move on. Yeah. So I, I think having that direction is very important because I think, especially in the YouTube or the social media world, where you know everybody's swiping on their phone, just going to the next thing. It's that instant gratification thing. It's like you need to sit down. I think and just I would tell those people what do you really want like what are you trying to do here well i'm trying to kill deer trying i'm trying to kill a white-tailed deer okay 
cool. Well, what do you want to do about that? Yes. Well, I'm just going to show them. I'm going to kill deer. That's, you know, I'm going to be famous for killing deer. Well, okay, no, no, no. That's not the way this thing works. You yeah, gotta, you're right. Gotta it's it not up. how it works, bro. <laughs> back it up and say, okay, what do I want to do? I want to teach people how to kill deer and, and, and say, okay, this is my stand location. This is where the wind's coming from. That's why I'm hunting over here today. What do you want to do there? Is it the educational side? Is it just the entertainment, pure entertainment of I'm a goofball and I, you know, there's those guys out there too, you know? So I, I think it's just showing to people like, okay where are you at not just i want to go out and kill deer and that's why i tell everybody okay a business plan right off the bat you gotta have a plan i was laughing because she said entertainment i'm like oh that's where trevor and steve come in i mean those (laughs) if steve gets any more wound up i'm like dude you wind that guy up holy cow and then trevor's just (laughs) uh, trevor just cracks me up because he's your brother red that guy can i don't think i've seen a guy shoot a bow like that like that guy can shoot a bow can shoot a bow and he's just it just always happens, but they're just hilarious to watch, right? Where Cody's oh, more yeah. thoughtful and he's more the educator. And you're kind of the inspiring guy. Like when you come on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get, well, you don't think so. But like when Wyatt, your son, Wyatt, how old is Wyatt? Wyatt's, uh, he'll be 17 here in just a, just a couple days. So when up. Wyatt killed his bull last year, tell us about that. You're in the truck. You're not with him. You're in the truck on a hunt somewhere else. His group kills a bull. And that moment was inspiring to me. It was tough. I'm not going to yeah, lie. It yeah. was tough because I wasn't there, but at the same time, I think as a parent, I think it's, this is going to sound really weird, but it's, it was good that I was a little bit just yeah. because of the simple fact that he's trying to prove himself. I, I took him last year and I said, you're not allowed to kill an elk unless it's with me. And so he had a muzzleloader tag and anyway, and he shot his elk and everything. It was really awesome and, and great, but it was more for me probably than yeah. him, honestly, you know, shot his first elk. But, and then this year he, he does have friends and I, I really wanted, you know, to be with him. That's why I hunted with him for the first week of season until mm-hmm. he had school. And then I got shipped off on another hunt because I have to keep this thing rolling, you know? And then he calls and says, Dad, I just shot one. It was just like, just uh, waterworks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's inspiring, though, because it tells tells guys listening, right? One, you you love your kid. Two, you're supporting your kid. Three, you're not being this soft bulldozer dad. You're challenging your kid. You know what I mean? And there's an emotive element to our relationship with our children, right? And so it was just, I mean, but that's, that's what you do, man. You inspire. So that was really good. So, so here's one of the things that drew me to you is uh, when I first watched your show, you guys, uh, I'd never heard of you. I, I was typing in archery, Roosevelt elk, and then land of the free popped up. I'm like, who the, who are these guys? And the first scene is you guys huddled praying. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, Whoa, what the, what? So to me, that was niche to me. Like yeah. what that they're yeah. praying. And I realized you're kind of the leader of the flock there. Like I kind of gathered, like you're the shepherd of the guys. So yeah. how do you, but, but now you're, I'll be honest with you, Trent. I told my son Darby today, my middle son, I said, Hey, I'm going on. I got Trent Fisher coming on. What? 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 He, what? You know, Trent, you know, I've got these guys going, you know, Trent Fisher. I mean, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of <laughs> like famous in the redneck land, right? Very. So, so, so I, you know, all my city friends never heard of you. They hate you. Anyway, I know. Yeah. But how do yeah. you, how do you, in the midst of a growing business, in the midst of being an entrepreneur, in the midst of a hunting organization that takes you away for a couple months in the fall, you know, the whole football widows type of thing, whether the hunting widows as well, you know, um, how do you, in the midst of all of that, keep Jesus first? Yeah. 
Uh, it's it's always tough too, especially on the social media side. Yeah, things, you know what I mean. Um, I, I just always I grew up in the church. I grew up um, Christian school eight years of my life until I went. I wanted to play football so bad that I went to a public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but no, it's always been a background. My parents are huge, um, uh, big big pushers for me, and they're just great people. But. Um, yeah, I, I I just pray before hunts, and not all of them, not all of them by any means. I kind of fill out the group. I kind of yeah. feel, you know, because it's yeah. And the big thing is, is I don't want people to feel uncomfortable, so I don't just be like, "Hey, fold your hands," you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I totally. just yeah. So, but my own my own crew that you know they they know it's going to happen, and I think it's important. It's amazing the response. I will say that it is amazing the response that I've had from people. The emails because I handle all the email side of Born and Raised Outdoors, and so it. it just uh i've been offered to speak at i don't know how many dozen churches and i'm i think i've talked with you about this yeah you're like i don't do that i'm not there yet (laughs) (laughs) i'm not there yet no i'm not there yet i have an emotional i I have an emotional side that i would just it wouldn't work i'd just sit up there and cry and blubber and i just Uh, wouldn't work i don't think so so well but you know so one of the things i've seen trent i know you've seen this man i I, i've seen uh quote fame i've seen uh wealth I've seen that ruin guys who were once really solid guys. How do you how do you uh, stay centered? Mm. How, how how do you do that in the midst? Is is your wife kind of keeping you in alignment? Do you have people in your life? You know what what are you doing to keep you grounded? Yeah, no, my wife is uh, definitely one of those pillars for me. Definitely, as far as just just a rock star and that definitely I, I i've never really felt like the fame though or anything it's amazing like at shows and stuff there'll be a line of people just to shake your hand and take a picture or something and it's it's crazy to me because it's just like i'm just a timber follower from yeah. little point, you know people probably but don't even I, <laughs> but that's where i'm just talking to everybody you know these people and saying guys you know, all I did was grab a video camera and went and filmed my adventures. That's all I did. That's all we did. We. It's not like we had any secret stuff. It's not like we had, you know, some. You know, it's that's what we did. We had a passion and we and we and we strove for it and did it. You know, so anybody. That's where I just say anybody, anybody can do it. I mean, it's yeah. My wife right now, you can see her. She's painting. She's painting every single read. All those uh, external calls. So she paints them all to where it says born. There is no off season. That's oh yeah. She puts all the calls together she's putting yeah, the stencil so, I mean, it's she's doing the stencil yeah. work on the calls yep those yeah. are tiny yeah, so that's tiny yeah oh yeah yeah wow. tell her to be yeah. very careful with the blue ones okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it's just like it's a family it takes a, it takes a village to, to to do all this it's not like it's just uh yeah there's no real fame or anything like that it's still hard work so that's what i want to talk about next so you're in this is what i think a lot of guys miss you're an entrepreneur. My wife was my CFO, right? Mm-hmm. My my son Colton was my kids travel with me and do my sell my displays everywhere I go. My kids will come. One of my kids comes. You've got Wyatt doing stuff out there. You've got your wife stenciling. I mean, if those calls are only this big, so yeah. she's stenciling the calls. Talk about the entrepreneur and how important his family is in the journey, and how how vital is that he doesn't leave them behind. 
it's kind of like where we are right now with the company, right? Um, you know, you can either get it done in-house for a certain amount of money or you can go overseas and all the pain of that and get it for cheaper, but then you're taking jobs away, right? Yeah. So uh, that's, it's honestly, it's, it's where there's a lot of truth to like where we are, you know, as far as like, okay, I would rather have, you know, people have jobs just like I have a job and, 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 that's prideful to me, super, super prideful yeah. to me and very, very important. And so, and, and then it's taking care of those people. That's the biggest thing is like making sure they're okay and making sure that, you know, they've got what they need. And, and it's a great example, like Cody Bales and stuff, dude, when he started that, the t-shirt that makes all your t-shirts, yeah. you know, that yeah. we had this idea and he's just like, what if I did this? And we're like, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. And now it's up and running and it's so awesome. So awesome. So and that guy, yeah. that guy, that guy's a killer. He can't seem to hunt past the first day of the season. No, no, that guy's legit. He and his wife legit. and Robin and Robin. What a wonder. He's the same way. But see, you've got two people working in the warehouse together and the husband and wife, you know, working there. I mean, you've got a great, uh, you know, the family is very important to your organization. Very, very and you to and me, Cody, it's super important. And you and, Co uh, you and Cody are connected by twin sisters that you married. Mm -hmm. And then your brother, Trevor, he's a full-time yep. dentist, but he's he's a guy in your ministry, your thing. And I would bet you, you and uh, that you and Steve, you were, try you were probably burying Steve in this kitty litter box at kindergarten. You probably go that far back. We, we <laughs> you know, we when after me and Steve became friends, it's been like, you know, best friends ever since. He's he's great. Well, it's funny. We have guys up here four hours away that know Steve, and man, he is a he's he's a famous personality, man. He's just everybody everybody loves that guy. So just really? oh yeah, he's famous in McMinnville. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So yeah. So no, he's famous up here. There's a couple guys that that are connected to him down there, and they're like, man, that guy can't even drive down the street yeah, in McMinnville. Can't it's he? so funny. So so I want to ask one last question. We're running out of time. So yeah. I, I talked about Wyatt a little bit. Yeah. So you are a, I would say a family owned business mm -hmm. and, and you've got, and your kids are coming to that place now where they're entering the teen years. Mm -hmm. Have you and Cody had conversations about bringing, transitioning the kids into this inner circle? Is that, or are you, are they going to create their own little teams within the born and raised guys? What are you guys doing there? <sighs> That's a great question. And I, I don't know. I've been very, uh, I've been protective. I would say of yeah. just media, social media can be so, so brutal, so brutal, violent, brutal. And it just, man, kids are not old enough at time, in my opinion, you know, to deal with a lot of that stuff that's going on. It's yeah. just, a, there is so much things out there. And so I've been very, um, uh, just really guarded on how that all happens. And because I mean, it's super easy that I, I, I go back to this one hunt. Why I took him uh, his first time ever going my first time either back East really. Uh, and we did a, a goose, a snow goose hunt. And um, anyway, he was, what was he? I bet he was 12 years old or something. And anyway, well, he shot using 12 gauges and he shot the, a gun and it kind of came out of his front hand a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's happened to us. It's happened, yep. you know, you know, and it was just there was a few comments. I, I didn't realize it at the time because I wasn't filming it and everything anyway. And man, it was just like they ripped on me. You know, what kind of parenting is that? The kid couldn't even handle the front of the gun. And it was only a couple comments, but it got me to think, wow. 
it's brutal out there. And these kids aren't old enough. I mean, you're 12 years old. You're not going to be old enough to like really, you know, handle something like that. And so that was the first start of to me is like, okay, I need to be very, very cognizant of what I'm doing here, of how much I'm putting my kids and especially like my daughter on. There's just just the, the, the this world is a really, really, you know, can be a really mean place. And so I just I've been really really uh, toying with that um but i I want him to do whatever he wants to do uh as you know he grew i I don't want to just say hey this business you know you're just going to come into the family youtube business i don't even know if that's a real thing yeah for sure (laughs) but you know i want him to do what he wants to do but i I think it's good for us as parents man to just be very uh very steadfast and and not not allowing everything to just be open season you know it's just Ah, kids are fragile and I just do not want to see something bad, you know? Well, what you're saying, which I, I resonate with is as, as men, we are protectors of the family. Yes. I mean, that's how God has made us where we're protectors. And so you've got to be careful when you have, now he's a 17 year old young man. You need to protect him. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, even with that elk, that elk deal, he hit that elk and then his buddy shot the elk. So the elk got hit twice. Correct. So I don't know how good, why it shot was. Cause I didn't, see the shot. I really don't care. I just like the dead animal and the celebration. But you can see some jackweed out there going, oh, well, you needed a second shot. You had the wrong angle, blah, 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 blah. You know, guys are just brutal. And I think a lot of it stems out of jealousy, quite frankly. thousand percent. You know, it's like little guys behind a screen. Yep. It's a keyboard cowboy. Yeah. And it's just, it's just one of the things that doesn't produce anything positive. You know, when you go down that road, it just doesn't. And it just, I've tried to like prevent as much of that as I can. Um, but there's going to be a time where he's, you know, it's almost getting up to 18 years old, you know, and I do believe if I haven't done my job and raised him good enough by the time he's 18, then I've failed, you know? So I hear you. So, Hey, one last question. We're running out of time here. One last question is this. So your your this is your passion. I mm-hmm. mean, people have asked me. So is this been in the arena? Is it a hunting thing? Because all you do is talk about hunting, or you know, <laughs> I go, no, I'm just a guy who loves to hunt. Yeah. So we hunt because it's our passion, because it brings life and fulfillment to us. So a guy who's either pursuing hunting as an entrepreneur, or a guy who has a hobby, maybe his hobby is golf, maybe it's fishing, maybe it's uh, fixing cars, maybe it's tennis i don't know at what point would you say the guy is out of balance where where does a guy find the balance between his passion and being responsible for protecting his family and being the man that god has called him to be that's a if you were to ask my wife that question (laughs) um no it's 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 very difficult the more i the more i actually am gone the more i want to be home now so i yeah you know when i mentioned the land of the free i did those 50 it took me 53 days to do that project and honestly i just man i I like being home now more than anything and so i plan my stuff and short bursts and everything but you know for the guy that's out there that's just like trying to trying to you know chase his passion and everything i think it's for one i think as as men we have to communicate we it, we we're not very good at it yeah. we're not i yeah. mean we're, we're it doesn't seem like it anyway or else i've told that a lot of times like <laughs> you planned you planned what yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i planned it two months ago no it's uh it's communication and um and just keeping that line of communication open i i you know with my 
uh, occupation. I have to be gone to do these things and stuff. And it's easy to just go, well, that's, that's just your fun time, you know? And it's like, it's still, it is still work and everybody's job hopefully is their fun time, you know, at some point. So yeah, there's definitely crossover there. Definitely. But, um, but yeah, it's, it just comes down to just communication with your significant other. And if it's your passion and it's, it's something that you want to do and something that you want to pursue again, I would go back to the whole thing of why are you doing it? Yes. What are you what's doing your why? for? Yeah, what's, what's your, why? your why? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's huge, you know. Well, that's so huge. good, man. Hey, it, it, Trent, it's always good to hang out with you, bro. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to put something out for you. If you're hunting bear and you're in my little area here in mid-May, <laughs> no, listen to me. No, you're, I'll let you hunt there. But okay. I, I, okay. what I was going to tell you is let me buy you lunch at Arlene's. Okay. I'll buy you yeah, lunch right. at Arlene's. Or buy, actually, right. better yet. I, no, I won't buy you lunch. I'll buy you breakfast, so then we can go hunt afterwards. So uh, we Perfect. don't want to ruin a good bear hunt with lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. you got to still hike around. So right? I will end with this story. When my son was hunting in the same area where we're at, right? And uh-huh. uh, he was hunting alone. He's hunting on a pad up there, glassing off a pad. And he had the the hair on his neck started to stand up straight. And he had a he had a mountain lion ten yards away from him stalking no him. No kidding. And then once wow. it saw him, of course, it took off. But uh, that ruined his hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see those very often. No, really I've don't. seen two in my whole lifetime. But when you see one ten yards away and you're alone, uh, and you with a long it. gun, a long gun doesn't turn around that good at one eighty no. and shoot. So he uh, he got out of there. He was a little shook up. So hey, man, it's always a joy to have you on, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on. And I guys, listen. If you're an outdoors guy, you just need to go check these guys out. You will love their heart. You will love what they're doing. And if you like game calls, you their calls are top shelf. So thanks a lot, Trent. Really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it too, brother. Have a great day. Men, if this podcast today has helped you, please consider partnering with us with a monthly or a one-time donation. You can do that at meninarena.org slash donate. Every dollar helps. God bless you. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.